Hey, Caleb. What's happening? Uh, feeling a little sick, feeling a little tired, but you know you got to put your game face on. You got to get in there. We're here. Um, we're here on a Sunday morning, feeling good, feeling uh, not uh, not as mentally healthy as I'm physically healthy. But there you go. So I'm at a C minus, but you know play through the pain. Let's do it. So, uh, Sweat Equity Podcast, I'm your host, Law Smith. Sitting here with me is Caleb Lionsper, voice uh, fuddy. Not, there there we go. That doesn't really roll off the tongue, but... Uh, I don't know that the uh is in the spelling, but it works. Yeah, I need to stop saying uh. <laughs> my my uh, sister listened to the podcast and said, didn't realize how much you say uh. So, call me out on that if you like. Go on iTunes subscribe to the podcast give a review we love any kind of uh see uh i'm filling <laughs> i'm filling in man we like any kind of feedback so swing it our way we got a shout out uh plug of the week damn it uh, this is hard i'm trying to get my my mind around it I it's see a hard you. speech I see, you, class I see you working gotham florist my my cousin my cousin-in-law my sister-in-law my wife and her cousin. My wife. My wife. My wife's cousin's like her best friend, so it's kind of, she's essentially my sister-in-law okay. kind of thing. Yeah. She's got a, a f- she's a florist. She's got a flower shop in New York, if you're a New York listener. Hey. Called uh, Gotham Florist. I'm wearing the shirt right now. See, so represent. Yep. We'll have to put up a, we'll put up a photo of that. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing about her t-shirt, which I love is it fits very well. Why do people do the Hanes BFT or the Gildan <laughs> shirts that you'll never, ever wear again? They're, they're not even comfortable as, like, lounge shirts, like just the shirt you wear while laundry's going on when you have nothing. They're not even, they're, at no point do they feel comfortable. It, I, I, don't, I don't get it. It's one of those things It's like, do you want the people you're giving this to to wear it? Do you want them to, like, this is entered into my, uh, her... Gotham Floors t-shirt has entered into my my uh my catalog of t-shirts. I only have like 10 shirts. Yep. Something like that. Most guys have some kind of number where they're like, "I only have 2 weeks worth of t-shirts. That's all I've got." <laughs> somehow I lose some, somehow they get ripped up. Uh I think somehow you magically gain some too. That's yeah. a kind of a, a big question mark. That used to be I used to get a lot more of that in college, but that feels like a chick's thing where <laughs> they would accrue your shirts almost as a, a, a badge of honor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if honor is the right word, ba- but it's definitely a badge, badge of, of failure <laughs> if it's at my house. But <laughs> it was one of those things where do you want the people to wear the hat from the 5K or the marathon? Why why give them that flimsy, shitty, like, <laughs> volleyball hat? You know, the one that, like, the bill could flip up or flip down with a gust of wind. Either way, you look like a jackass wearing it. Right. So it, it doesn't a, really matter what the bill's doing. A light fart <laughs> could just fucking take that hat off. <laughs> no problem. I hate the f- I hate the marathon shirts, the 5K shirts that have just a list of sponsors on the back. Like why yeah. that doesn't I don't I've never seen a shirt and go, "Oh, okay. Oh, Chick-fil-A. Great. Okay. Awesome. I'll definitely eat there cuz I saw it on a shirt." Yeah. Now I understand the subconscious part of that where 
it, brand awareness and marketing is about getting out there and just repeating the same message over and over. Just pounding it into our heads. Right. Yeah. So there's a subconscious value that's hard to kind of monetize, but I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand like, well, I'll give you a Hanes beefy tea for uh, signing up and giving blood today. <laughs> and then it, the fucking sleeves go over your elbow, which got to hide that, that needle mark. To, well, to, I guess that makes sense <laughs> for that one. But to me, like my my dad's the only guy who likes those shirts where it goes over his elbow. To me, it it's like when I wear long shorts, I look like I've short legs. It looks like I'm a midget. If yeah. I wear like shants, if I wear Jinko shorts, something <laughs> like that, and it goes over my kneecap, it looks like I have like baby legs. Yeah. And same thing you with can't. the shirts. Yeah, it kind of it it throws you off a little bit with the the whole perspective of your arms thing. It makes you look a little unproportional. I, I mean, I I think you're hitting the nail on the head. I, yeah, I think. Well, and then I was thinking about this because we've been working on trying to get uh, our our apparel uh, apparel brand off the ground for uh, Tokubaga, our sub brand being the High Life, and I can't find a good local direct to garment printer. I've been all up in this T-shirt stuff, and every asshole's tried to have a T-shirt company at some point. <laughs> right. You know, like every dickhead. Every guy fresh out of college is like, man, I, I just think this would look cool on a shirt. Literally, think of how many. Okay, here are the two, the two things I've had uh, every third friend of mine uh, say they're going to do. Dude, we should own a bar. <laughs> We could do it. I think that's come out of every guy's mouth at some point. <laughs> Dude, we should own a bar, man. It's not that hard. And to me now, I'm like, there's a reason Bar Rescue is never going to run out of people. Like, no. The, the ego in that show, the ego of these business owners is crazy. And then the other one is, dude, let's make a fucking t-shirt company. <laughs> and it's like, okay. And it, I mean, All right. Both are really hard to do. I'll meet you at my mom's house in 30. And both are on the premise of like from the guy from your buddy. The both are on the premise of like I like shirts and drinking. Like that's <laughs> that's basically I like getting girls fucked up at that bars. That like, qualifies you. That's as it a, as a as a business owner and bar owner. Well, I mean, I I feel like that's ninety percent of the bar owners are just like that. Like yeah, I like getting fucked up. Yeah, let's do it. They're they're breaking all the biggies rules, man. <laughs> so I think like <clears throat> I don't know I was looking at shirt designs and I was kind of thinking obsessing about this for like an hour it's like why would you ever why would Haynes and Gildan why would they ever make the design of the shirt yeah wide and it was like oh most people in the country are really fat not that fat though I mean a small a small Haynes beefy tee is easily it's a it's a it's a large people that wear a large can probably wear a small Haynes beefy tee and they'll still have room for uh, Why carrying a basketball or something. Why I call it beefy? That is a horrible, like, a horrible marketing strategy. And another, like, why not discontinue it? You know, if that were in at some point, why keep that around? And why is that their base shirt? Right. I why is that, like, the base model? It's not like Russell's, like, I got a Russell Husky tank top. <laughs> like, oh, I bought a right. bunch of these for the team. That's, like, horrible. That I don't know if anyone's ever said that. Husky? I got a bunch of these. Russell Huskies for the team. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if that exists. I don't. I don't think it does. <laughs> I, I, my kind of thing is, I feel like you never wear the 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 shirts. We're talking in terms of giveaway shirts and and giveaway, 
um, kind of kind of product swag. Sure, the number one most hated word in my heart is it swag, swag or swag. For for the giveaway stuff, when you give away like tchotchkes and shit, trade show stuff. I don't, I, don't, I mean, either way, it sounds terrible. I <laughs> I refrain from using both of those terms. Um, it's kind of like saying bling. It, you just sound like a, you sound like an idiot. I bet bling 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 can come back by now. It's been about ten years. Yeah, I don't know, but I have this theory that you never you never wear the the shirts or giveaway promo items that you want the most at the time. Have you seen people uh, at baseball games or sporting events when they throw out T-shirts the way they act? Oh, yeah. I lose my mind. It looks like they just got out of a cage they've been in for 40 years. Yeah. And they, fl- I mean, they're pushing, like adults pushing kids and <laughs> spilling beers on people and fighting over a shirt that you'll never wear in your life. It's the worst. I mean, I've literally seen people get in fights over these shirts and throw them away on their way <laughs> up the aisle at the games. And it's like, that guy came here looking for a fight over a shirt. I know he did. But why? I just watched it. Why make it a shitty shirt if you're the baseball team to save two dollars? Spend the extra fucking two fifty and get a better shirt. Yeah, and maybe just throw out game used jerseys. Shit, for real. People like, wear them. You yeah. want to see people fight? Do that. I, I, and put it out of a fucking t-shirt cannon. Put a bunch of dads with six and seven year old kids in one section. Okay. Throw game to you stuff up in the stands and chaos will just Ooh, ensue. They should play like 500, <laughs> basically. 500 jail days. No, 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 no. I'm saying like the, uh, well, you get the tennis ball and you play 500 and you, you throw it in the air and you're like, 100. And then whoever wins the game, whatever dad wins. Yeah. And wins. you know how many broken noses there's going to be in section 110? That's the game within the game. That, <laughs> That's minor league baseball marketing. It's fucking hard, man. Most dangerous game. You gotta, th- yeah. You gotta think of, you gotta think of new innovative ways. You can't just have Bill Murray doing shit every time. If you're in Charleston, it's true. Um, That's true. He owns part of that team or most of the whole thing. I can't remember. <laughs> um, where do you want to go? Well, I don't know, I, th- I think we we're talking a little bit, uh, you know, off air before we got started on some of the content marketing strategies and. Uh, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a kind of a, it's an important topic for people that are already in the mix. You you know, you're trying to figure out a direction for your company. You're trying to, you know, you're you're looking at getting in front of the right eyes and in front of the right people who are making the right decisions to mm-hmm. become a customer. Um, I don't know, Law. Maybe you want to dive well, in a little bit as to what content marketing is for people so who might not know. Yeah. So content marketing, it. I mean. It's kind of one of these fucked out terms, kind of like a bling or a <laughs> swag or a, a brand. Branding is like the the most fucked out term. I, I'm, I'm around all the time. I don't know if it is that way for people not interested in this as much, but I feel like it has such an elastic kind of meaning. It's kind of tough to figure out what that what a, what branding actually means or what content marketing actually means. And it could be your content marketing could be on the poorest scale to me could be the fat Jew, uh, Mm -hmm. the fat Jewish. Yeah. Uh, Forget which one he does with uh, one. One is for Instagram and one is for Twitter. I can't remember for those unaware. He is a, he's a hack. He's a, he (laughs) takes, he takes, well, so I'm a comedian and you can't take other people's jokes. That's, that's comedy one one. You yeah. don't steal. Amy Schumer's going through some shit right now where people think she stole 
Uh, I think Jay Moore went through it a little bit with the Bert Kreischer. He uh, did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he admitted to it. Yeah. I, well, I, he allegedly says he got confirmation, but I I don't know where the where the line is there, but. It's kind of one of those things where maybe you got confirmation, but you shouldn't have done it anyways. Jay Moore put in his book, though, that he stole when he was on SNL. Oh, really? Yeah. So wow. he he's habitual in that case. Yeah. See, I'm a Jay Moore. I'm a Jay Moore fan. I do like Jay Moore a lot. I, think I do, he, too. I think he's got a lot of good stuff. And I like the fact that his wife writes a lot of his material, which is another kind of. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not ideal. It's not. You know, it's probably not looked at highly regarded as far as from, being from other comments. Yeah. yeah, but his, I think he's got that personality where he can, I don't want to say get away with it, but he makes it work with his, the way he, d- delivery, just the way he is and lets it so much of his personality out on stage. I think he gets away with it. So being a comedian and stealing material is like, you're basically considered a child molester in the comedy community. <laughs> You looked exact same way. Like <laughs> fuck you. You're the fucking worst. Yeah. Um. And so, fat Jewish. What he was doing was basically finding funny shit on the internet, putting it through his Twitter, Instagram feed, and not giving credit to the the, the original source. Yeah. And then when he got called out about it, you know, it was like, well, I mean. <laughs> who's who's to know kind of thing like oh, some shit like that or like oh i got a team of people that do that for me now i'm a content farmer or it's a really cool answer yeah. some shit like that content that's cool procure or something like that purveyor of content some garbage like that basically he was saying to to anybody that can really read that to analyze it he can't come up with original content right and if you can't come up with original content you should always Always source the content you took from. Oh yeah. Now there's sites like uh, the Gawker Media sites. Mm-hmm. They they are a similar thing, but they actually do what mm, say ninety percent of the news sites you read. Uh, Forbes is bad about this now. Uh, Vice a little bit. Vice has does a lot of original content. The Gawker sites they'll take a New York Times article, Wall Wall Street Journal article. They'll read the whole thing and then they'll give you a, you know, two to three paragraph synopsis. Um, they'll do a cut of one of the quotes from the article and then they'll make a better headline and use a better picture mm-hmm. and they'll get it out there. That's kind of the clickbaity kind of area. Yep. Uh, I think that almost in a way kind of sums up a little bit of content marketing because it's kind of, uh, I mean, by now we all ignore uh kind of banner ads you know and they have to really stand out to you now nobody clicks on the uh (laughs) you know back in the day you'd see click here to get a thousand free hours of aol and it's like oh shit like i need to aim chat everybody all the time i need those thousand free hours there's there's no more of the those generic things people really don't click on those banners unless unless it's baited directly to you um so so that's Google that's Google AdWords uh, retargeting, right? For the most, or Google AdWords display ads, right? Targeting so in but income content marketing where your company is now putting out those ads in those more traditional spaces that have since been ignored. So those are called direct buys, right? Basically, so we're working with a company that wants to give us a little bit of advertising space so I, i'll try to illustrate this uh, for the listeners 
if you're on a website, you know, on the sides, I think the Nerdist has this website design where the sides are kind of always there for some kind of advertisement. Then you have a banner ad, and then you have a square. Mm-hmm. You have a banner ad that's uh, very, very long horizontally, very short uh, vertically. So it's if you want to know the pixel size, it's 720 by 90. <laughs> now you don't have to look it up. Yeah. And so on the right-hand side, there's if we're on a desktop, by the way, if you're looking at the main screen before the fold, that mm-hmm. means before you scroll, right? you have a 300 by 250 pixel size called, uh, I think it's just called a rectangle or something like that. Okay. Pretty we'll, boring we'll shit. We'll roll with that. Pretty boring shit. Uh, you can look it up. I mean, it's it's on Wikipedia, I believe. But what I'm saying is those, all three of those ads will be the same thing is what you were saying. Mm-hmm. It'll be like uh, Marvel's new fucking Ant-Man's coming out. And right. the everything on that will be a direct buy to make sure that you see one of those three ads, basically, because mm-hmm. you're bombarded with it. If right. You, if you, here, I'll bring up Nerdist website. But it, I, I think it also, with the content marketing, it's to attract a just a certain specific audience. And I think that's where, where online marketing has, has gone a lot to recently. So I know we're throwing around the term content marketing, kind of like Law said at the beginning. It's kind of like using the term branding. It's just, what does it even mean? It can be so broad. Um, you know, content marketing isn't a, a fancy word here. But it is so important that it's directed s- very specifically at that target audience. And so, like, what you were saying is, what what does it mean? It, it's so vague. But right. the idea is, if you're a business, if you're listening to this, or you're trying to think of uh, something to start up, you need to figure out the objective. What's the objective first? Now, if you're just changing, ri- changing customer behavior. If you want to do that, all right, that's what you want to do. Yeah. Are you talking about as a big brand? Uh, I think even as a small brand, you want, let's, you know, let's throw an example out there. Let's say you're making furniture and you're like, all right, I don't want people to go to West Elm. I don't want people to go uh, to Crate and Barrel. I want people to come to me. So I need to change customer behavior of when you get in your car and you need throw pillows, you don't drive to the mall anymore. You drive to my place. Why? Because you've seen all of our content, you've seen all of our stuff, you've been kind of reprogrammed that there's something better going on locally that you need to go check out first. And if you don't find it there, then you go to the big box stores and you find your your pillows or your you know coffee table, whatever it is. The small business maker of pillows? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, furniture store, I, I don't know. Uh, well, Urban Resto, our buddies over there, that's a good yeah, example. Yeah, there we go. They, they, uh, there's someone in the Tampa area... His name's Jordan. He owns Urban Resto. We've been working with him uh, as a partnership, and he does better work, woodwork, than Crate and Barrel or um, I'm trying to think of Restoration Hardware or any of those, any it of those super expensive stores that do rustic wood looks. Yeah. He actually gets he gets that product. So changing that behavior, a lot of what we're going to talk about with him is you need to get frequency. So you're, yeah. if your objective is to change the behavior, we need to pull you out of those stores and we need to pull you into ours. We're customized. We're, you know, a third less expensive, mm-hmm. but no one else will have this design. And that's kind of yep. where you want to be. And, and so and it's, I think when you get into the 
to the uh you know the farm kind of chic furniture aspect of it i think it's the quality that comes into play as well so yeah so change that it's customer not, it's behavior not mass produced i think uh i think being super unique like mm-hmm. he is because if you ha- if you come to him with the design he'll just go okay let's i'll help you design it like for real i'll sit down and we'll do we'll grid this out on a 3d uh, yeah. uh, computer program. And so if we're changing customers' behaviors, the idea is to get as many leads, get as many customers as you can, high-end customers. He mm-hmm. wants to focus on commercial customers, uh, get offices to do their, get that furniture going. And so I think we, when you look at content marketing, you got to look at um, a few things. What's your objective? Okay. Mm-hmm. It could be changing customer behavior. It could be getting leads. It could be getting new customers. It could be getting repeat customers. It could be a lot of it has to deal with frequency. Okay. Yeah. So just like branding, just like we talked about with the Chick Fil A on a on a five k shirt or something, where you go, I don't really understand why that matters. You need to. Be, it needs to be repeated. Hey, we're here in town. You keep forgetting about us, but we're going to be around. And I've been working on that for us, too. I'm going to be bragging about uh, Tokaboga Consulting work on our Instagram. And on. Mm-hmm. All, and so you got to think of those as tactics. Oh, yeah. So social media is a tactic to get people to pull to your site. You, don't wanna, you never want to rely on one social media account to be your tact, to be your main thing people go well we don't have a website but we have a facebook page it's like well you're you're gonna fuck up because what if uh facebook changes their 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 algorithm you know that throws everything off right there a a couple years ago it used to be you could have a facebook page you don't need a website you know let's say about three years ago and then facebook started devaluing likes on face on their pages right because they want you to fucking advertise. Well, and I, and I, and I want to say, kind of almost back up into a little broader spectrum yeah. here for comparing what you should be using your social media for and what you should be using your website for. Your social media, I think, should be used to, um, to inform your, you know, your target audience, yeah. inform your customers, yeah. kind of bring them. Um, almost just just bring them little tidbits of what's important with these products, why these things are important. You don't sell on social media. You sell on your website. It's called the tease. Right. And yeah. I, th- I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. And I've seen uh, recently, I don't, I don't know if they've taken it away, but I know Facebook for a while had a option where you can put a storefront right on your on your Facebook page and you can sell things right off of Facebook still there yeah so and I believe that links up I think you need to have a certain um, I don't know if you need to have a WordPress um, or a Squarespace or some sort of uh, website uh, layout where it kind of syncs up with Facebook's interface for that Um, but I, I just think people don't realize a lot of the time your social media pages and content are not to sell right it's to inform Yep. Okay. It's to inform. It's to create interest. Your website is to then sell, close that deal, you know, make a sale. Right. So, and then once you get them to your site, like you're talking about with the Google ads, mm-hmm. the retargeting ads. Right. When, when I when I'm talking about retargeting ads, for those unaware, you know what they are. It you go to uh, you go to Nike.com, or I'm trying to think of what I was on. Oh, I was on a, uh, I was about to buy a flight and 
and put a timeout on it. I didn't I didn't pull the trigger on getting this flight. And then every website I went to from then on, it was a bunch of American Airlines ads. Yeah. And it that's because like, you didn't thanks, clear, guys. you didn't clear your cash, you didn't clear your cookies. So yep. that's how that shit follows you. Um, if you yeah. you're likely to get about thirty percent of the people you lost through Google uh, retargeting. And that's an interesting stat. Remarketing. Facebook's retargeting. Google's remarketing. Mm -hmm. uh, same with Facebook. Facebook has retargeting. So you'll see a lot of people, and, and I've, I've run campaigns on both. Now you can do cross-platform <coughs> too. So maybe you were on Facebook, you clicked on an ad mm -hmm. uh, over at American Airlines, but then you're, you're on your... Now you're seeing American Airlines tweets. On, on Google, yeah on, yeah, on Kinja sites or something like that. So... Mm -hmm. It, now it's cross-platform, which is a little crazy. That's yeah. that is super nerdy. One day we'll get the visual uh, <laughs> hookup for it so I can really show you what I'm talking about. But what you were saying is I you want total autonomy with your content. I look at yep. I look at content for us. That is your your press. That's your press release. That's your and then your that's your reputation too. I want our company to push content of, of interesting interesting apps interesting blogs interesting ideas studies we find uh local stuff in the tampa bay area i want to use that and the the hub of that is our website yep the the spokes are all our social media so i have a different strategy for each social media account right it's a different tactic so take a bit of content let's say um we're going to do some case studies on on uh on some of the clients we had so I'm gonna sp I'm gonna kind of get think of the Indian with the buffalo, mm -hmm. okay? We're gonna use it in different ways, but I'm gonna use as much as I can get out of this uh, client study because it it took it's gonna take me about two or three hours to write these up mm -hmm. uh, perfectly. I need to get the most out of this content I can. Right. Uh, so when I post it on our blog, make sure to tag it correctly so that I think that gets overlooked largely by a lot of people and, and just the blog aspect in general i don't think people understand from the seo standpoint how important those blogs are right and then how it critical i mean your blog becomes nothing if you're not tagging correctly so overall i should back up even then yeah. so overall good content is king google does not want duplicative content yep if you go copy and paste off of caleb's blog and put it on your blog Guess what? It does it doesn't do shit for you. Nope. Uh, it it'll cancel each other out. It won't hurt him. It'll hurt you. And I think that Facebook actually may have that. I I, sh I should look that up before I say it. But I want to say Facebook may have that built into their formula where if they see a just a direct share of a post. Oh yeah. That is not going to get as many views as the original post. But so if you, you write one line, it'll exactly, get a lot more. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because now that is your own original post and that will be shot out to everybody who follows you or is friends with you and all that. So. Exactly. That they want you to be unique and original. Um there's a logic behind it that, you know, the more content that's created, it's supposed to incentivize people for the more content created, the better, you know, the better they have for people reusing their product, well, which is the, a search engine or yeah, it, or, uh, or Facebook. And know? it's the better uh, user experience as well. If you right. are to go on there and just, uh, let's say 15 of your friends share the same exact um, post about a 
um, I don't know, a good deal going on at a, at a bar for concert tickets. Right. You're just going to see 15 posts in a row in your newsfeed. You're going to get tired of it and you're going to go to Instagram. Facebook has to control that somehow. Right. So what they do is they, okay, you shared that. Sounds good. You know, everyone else that shared that, it may show up to, to some people, but that's in an algorithm and in a formula where they control that. Um, now, creating your own posts, like we just said, that will help get you more views. So I'll give you, I'll, uh, overall, you need to think about it this way, and you should think about it philosophically. You, you think about all these things philosophically. Look, if you're good, if you're good, if you have good content, if you mean well, if you're trying to do it, that's what matters. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel about business. If you're trying to do good with your business and you're not treating people terribly, uh, you'll do fine. You'll eventually, you need to be curious and kind of figure it out. But good content is king still. Yeah, there's. I think there's no question. And that's, it's just as simple as think of yourself, if you're a small business owner, think of yourself as the consumer. What is going to catch your eye? And don't be content with content. Wow, Hey-o. that's pretty that's pretty fucking that's good. That's pretty good. Um man, is that the title of the episode? I think so. Oh my goodness gracious. So there's a there's a really cool stat that I saw um from a uh, a company that is uh based out of Brook- Brooklyn, New York. Um the founder of the company is actually from Tampa. We're going to have him on the podcast at some point. Uh-huh. Um his name is Zach Yanger. Uh really cool company called Break Content. Um and there's a there's a really cool post uh they had not too long ago, earlier this month, and it says 74% of all internet traffic in 2017 will be video. Yeah. Um, that's, I think that's scary to a lot of current uh, small business owners because now you're talking about a lot more production put in place. Sure. For, to, in order to have relevant content. Yeah. Um, I mean, how, more, how much more likely are you to click on a video than you are to... Just click on a. Uh, you don't really click on photos. You just look at photos. You're it's it's engaging maybe mentally, but it's not engaging entertainment wise. Right. And we all want to be entertained twenty four seven these days. Well, that's why we're gonna get this podcast on video as well. Yep, uh, that's right. And then S- secrets at, out. And at the same time, I'm gonna spend a lot of our uh, next years for this company working on uh, uh, being able to do two types of video video marketing. Uh, on the fly, not as expensive. Right. We work with our buddies at Two Eight Monkeys across the hallway from us, and then the other part is video tutorials for employees. Ooh. So in- internal, think about this. Hey, you give a website off, you hand it off, you make it. I'm gonna give you a video tutorial of how to do it, so you can always have that to go back to. That's strong. And same with uh, same with your your content marketing strategy. So. I'll use the restaurant downstairs. They do a really good job of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called The Bricks. They're owned by the skate park Tampa owner, friend of the program, Brian Schaefer, That's who right. said he'll come on one day. He's a busy man. He is. So they they chop up their content uh, depending on what they're pushing it out on. So their Instagram is very visual. It's about the behind the scenes. It's about kind of seeing the employees. I'd say the same thing if you're making furniture. Um we do it here. We'll we'll do a little bit of bragging, but we also want to have pictures of us in the office working hard or doing uh, what's behind Caleb is uh, a strategy for a hair salon on, 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 on their content marketing, which I say, use your Instagram to show before and afters of hairdos, haircuts, hashtag the fuck out of it for your neighborhood, uh, Tampa hair, Tampa hairstyle, Tampa yeah. color, Tampa colorist. <laughs> 
Oh, seriously, you got to do it. Go, because go, that's go, a, go. Uh, Those are some of the hashtags you got to do because women are looking that up. Yeah. Uh, she does uh, She does ethnic hair, so Tampa ethnic hair. Um, I, I always thought it was, um, I don't mean to stop you go from for the it. hashtag uh, list, but. I think, I, th- I think they get it, yeah. <laughs> I always thought it was funny when, um, you know, we use hashtags on our personal accounts, we being anyone who uses Instagram, Twitter, what have you, and even now Facebook. And I used to get so much shit from my friends being like, why do you use so many hashtags? Right. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, people click on it. They'll see my photo. It's kind of cool. You don't even know that person, but you find something that interests you. I just, I like the whole idea. I mean, that's how you properly use Instagram and and Twitter and all those things. And I just remember getting so much shit for it. Now you see everybody. There's like 50 hashtags. Like, we get it. So I'll explain it. I mean... So hashtags are a form of indexing, right? If you, it, it's actually fucking really nerdy. Uh, the way the hashtag kind of came about, because yeah. the hashtag is a coding thing. Yep. It's for you to be able to pr- like find, uh, control F, find, uh, <laughs> whatever you need to in the HTML or CSS code. I think it's CSS more than HTML, but it was, it's a, it's a super nerdy thing that got caught on with Twitter. Mm-hmm. But now you use it as a way to discover stuff. Exactly. And it's basically keywords. Yeah. That's what people don't understand. It's like when you're explaining it's it just to your ca- friends, it's they're like, what the fuck, bro? You got so many hashtags. It's fucking lame. You're like, <laughs> okay, but I want people to find me. Exactly. I want people to discover me that would never find me. Yeah. I'm not trying to be an Instagram celebrity, but I mean, I so on my personal Instagram, I, I post photos of shoes. I really like limited release, special edition shoes. Super nerdy, probably not the most popular thing in the world, but I like it. You're passionate about so, it, though. That's what you like. Yeah. And so I'm you could be a good hub of if if I had a shoe store, <laughs> I would be looking at what you're doing. If I'm a shoe yeah. buyer for guys, I'd be look. I'd be following your account and just picking ideas off. Yeah. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. But it's one of those things. People are like, "Oh, you like shoes? Like cool hashtag, dude. Like, oh, new kicks. Ha. And it's like, well, for some reason, these are the hashtags that people use to right. collect these types of shoes and. We just kind of you like to share what you have. You like to you know talk to people about different things with the shoes, and that's just a really small, lame, probably to most of you, example uh, of how it works. But it's it's it comes like Law is saying. It comes from a very um, strategic, you know, kind of place with you know with with writing code and you know from developing and developing these sites to now we get to use it as an everyday thing. I think that's kind of cool and. I don't think people really understand how it got brought about to be like, let's take this really intricate idea and make it so now everybody uses this as a way to categorize all their social media. Yeah, and usually when you get an aggressive question like that, it's it's usually their own fear of not knowing the fuck's going on. Yeah, yeah. You'll notice that in a lot of different ways. It, it comes out like that, and you're just like, hey, I don't have time to explain this in a concise way because we're at a Buffalo Wild Wings, but, <laughs> you know... Just trust me, there's a reason I'm doing this. It's not because right. I think it's cool. I think it's going to... I mean, I do think it's cool, but not in the way you think I think it's cool. Yeah. To, to I don't p- think I'm a celebrity, okay? I'm not trying to punctuate a, uh, a statement with hashtags. I'm trying to get people to find my shit. Yeah. And now, I'll use a hashtag in a Twitter joke. But anyway, we're, yeah. get, we're getting off, off well, I, topic. I'm saying, like, all right, for this hair salon, you can look behind you. Here's what I did for this uh, stylist and owner of an ethnic hair salon in Tampa. I, I said, all right, your biggest thing is your visual, okay? You need to get on Instagram and Pinterest. You need to geek those games up big time. My number one thing was you need to do it with frequency. 
Yes. I want you to put an iCal reminder in for every day at 2 o'clock. Uh, by the way, you, most hairstylists, they skip lunch. So you need to s- make sure you always set enough time in the middle of the day to eat. But while you're eating, you need to do this. It's part of the routine. They they eat standing up. See episode 10 for routine. Right, exactly. So it's is it 10 or 9? I think it's 9. It might be 9. We're on listen ele- to them both. This is 11. Yeah, listen to them both. Uh, so this is... This is the reminder every day. That's the hard part, the discipline, the routine to do it, to go, okay, how am I going to brag about my company today? All right. The next thing was you got to have good creative. You got to have something. If you're doing a photo, you need to use, I told her to use this app called Overlay Mm -hmm. where you can put your brand, you can get your brand, get it in a PNG file so it's transparent in the background. And then you can slide it over every photo you take. Now you ah. ha- you have to have the discipline, right? You gotta take photos all the time now. You gotta be a little shutterbug. You yeah. got you a hair salon especially, okay? Because they're they're doing it. Their clients want it anyway. Yep. They like they like being bragged about on their on their on their salons uh, on their salons Instagram or Pinterest or Facebook page. Exactly, and I think it's I mean I think with you know with men's haircuts women's you know haircuts and hairstyling it goes even way back i mean when you went into the barbershop as a kid there's a (laughs) there's always been a a grid of about you know 20 photos that you can choose from and you'd say all right uh the number seven looks good give me a number seven and the old dude would just cut your hair like a number seven Mm -hmm. i mean that's kind of how it happens now i when i started going to the lady who cuts my hair she's been cutting it for seven years now and when i first went in She's like, bring me a photo of what you want. Right. Just pick a haircut you want, bring me a photo, and then we'll talk about altering it to fit your fat face the best. <laughs> so she really up front, really liked aggressive. her. Yeah. I was like, all right, uh, there goes your tip, but that's cool. Um, so it's kind of one of those things. You you do it anyways when you're talking about, you know, these salons and, and, and hair design. So your customers are going to want to see that as well. What can she do? They get to make their own assumption of what, you know, level of expertise they're at now and if they, you know, want to go in there and get their haircut. But think of every creative you're doing, every photo you're doing Mm -hmm. as an advertiser, like as you are your own marketing guru, you are your own advertiser, publisher. You need to, don't, if the photo looks like shit, do it again. Like, (laughs) don't put out bad photos. I think that's the, not to discredit all the other advice, I think that's the best advice given maybe... (laughs) <laughs> the whole time we've been doing this podcast because there are so many ill-advised postings on these these small businesses social media that it's unbelievable how content people are with okay i posted today and it's just like a, a, a smiley face or like a tgif and it's like that does nothing oh. for you at all it's terrible and please don't use clip art <laughs> like, just don't use clip art don't use that shit where it's like <laughs> if if it okay in clip art, what I mean is if it looks like someone that drives a Buick that puts uh, stuffed animals in the back rear view mirror, uh, rear uh, mirror or window, rear window, yeah. rear window, if it's someone like that looks like they post it, don't post it. If it's like <laughs> inspirational shit, but it lo- it's all fucked out. It's all like. Uh, yeah, it's, it's blurry. It's pixelated. Right. It, you can barely understand what it is. It yeah. looks like it's old white trash Florida shit. Don't fucking post it. If you're gonna do a picture, take it right. Fi- yep. Like take five minutes to look up how to how to take up how to take a photo with your Android or iPhone. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. Yeah, 
It right. sh- shouldn't be. That's what I, and that's the other thing I said for video. If you have a video that doesn't have good audio or good lighting, it's not a good creative. No. It, how many times do you listen to a video and you're like, oh, fuck, this audio is so kicked out. I can't, I can't watch this. But not only that, it's, it's counterproductive because now I'm sitting there wondering, why did they even post this? And if they can't even make simple social media posts, I'm not going to let them cut my hair. And it comes back to your brand. Yeah, so what's your exactly. brand about? Like, if you're going to do an Instagram video, I think a good Instagram strategy that's easy for every company is behind the scenes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Instagram actually pushes that. They want, they use that. They say that as a strategy for businesses to use is you should really show the behind the scenes. I think Pinterest, you should make a board with that as well. Here are the behind the scenes. Here's you know, here are employees and all that stuff. An Instagram video of some pe- of your of a uh, you know a year one stylist acting silly in the salon. That's great. Yeah. That's all you need. Thirty seconds. That's all you need. Just or ten seconds. It could be fun. Yeah. Just something fun. Could be dance party, perfect, easy. It's silly. I shows agree. y'all are fun. Shows you you have want to have a good time, and it's giving you content to push out there. Exactly. Uh, the last thing I say on every creative for every post you have is a call to action. You have to have a call to action on everything. Hey, call us today. Or if you're on Instagram, they don't link out, so it's a little tough. So you got to go go to my uh, go to my bio for our website. That's that's kind of the workaround for Instagram. Yeah. For Pinterest, you should always have a link out. You should always link back to yep. your website or um, or what you want that person to do. If it's a phone number, it should link over to start calling. Facebook, same thing. You should always have a call to action. It should always link back to your, your website. And whatever that call to action is, hey, I'm going to use the hair salon for this whole scenario. But if it's like, hey, you know, uh, let's think of a... We had a dropout today. We had, it's a Friday. Fridays are their, Friday and Saturdays are their busiest days. Mm-hmm. If someone drops out, there's an opportunity lost. I said you should always post. If there's a fallout, you should always post 20% off if you want to come in and take this spot. Yeah. And then link it back, and then they can reserve through your online booking. Like schedule I think that's listing. actually a, a really strong play. Dude, I, I need to go to these fucking trade shows and just teach this stuff to hairstylists because I've done it. I did it for the last three years before I started this company and yeah. uh, working with Sola Salon. So the other thing is use you should use MailChimp. You should use a an email um, strategy. You should yes. at least do one newsletter a week, but there needs to be a call to action. Exactly. You need to have a reason to tell everybody, hey, remember us. We're here. So I told them, hey, one idea to have, one novelty to have at the hair salon would be an Instagram booth. What if you got an old iPhone or an old iPad, right? Put it on a swinging arm like this microphone arm that you can get on Amazon for 16 bucks. Mm-hmm. Get that. Put it. Put an old uh, iPad on there. All it needs to do is take pictures and then upload yeah. for you. Then now you, now you have a little runway. Make yeah. a little red carpet. And now you've got an Instagram booth that you can use. And now it's part of it's the fun. experience. Yeah. yeah. You walk the red carpet as soon as you're done. You feel like a, a star. Put your logo on a backdrop behind it. Yeah. It's easy. That's maybe you could probably do all of that for hundred bucks. Uh without the backdrop. Backdrop can be pretty expensive. Those can range like two hundred bucks. Okay. Three hundred. But I mean shit, a piece a little piece of red carpet, some of those like uh The ropes. The ropes. Looking for the rope. Yep. I was thinking of the banister. No. Uh, 
Velvet ropes works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Create that like a mini ambiance. Metal guardrail yeah, would work. W- velvet rope. You got to keep the fans away, man. <laughs> Get a metal guardrail. Put, make it part of the experience. Now you have something right. to brag about. All right? Here's the other thing. Sometimes you're like, I don't have anything to, to push out there today. All you need to do is push out something old. All right? So maybe it's a slow day. Maybe it's been a slow week or whatever, but mm-hmm. you don't have anything to push out there content-wise. Fine. That's At, what Throwback Thursday is for, man. Look, yeah, look around the room that you're in and just go, or look at old projects you've done. And uh, let's say I, d- I did website development for this client. That was two years ago. Well, I'm going to write something new about something old I did. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot uh, about client communication from this, and I'll always be thankful for that client because I learned a lot in yeah. that experience. It's frequency. Stay in people's minds. And I'm realizing this, too. I'm starting to do it a lot more for us. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Th- we're not the first thing on people's minds, of our friends' minds, when they're, yeah. they're, they're thinking about someone with branding or graphic design or website development, app development, well, all the shit we do. And it's I want to be the first thing when, when they're in conversation at a cocktail party. I want my friends and friends of friends that know who we are. And clients. And clients to be like, oh, you need to talk to Law. You need to talk to Josh. Yeah. Talk to Caleb. You need to talk to everybody at this company because this is what they do. Right. Uh, and I talk about that. It's, it's, it's almost remarketing your, your, your closest network of people yeah your real friends not your social media friends right but they're the they're the ones who are going to go to bat for you also right and that's important to know who those are who those people are oh man i'm getting all worked up i got i got a quick question that i think i think probably comes up a lot um for people who are doing their own social media um and that is should you have the same posts over all of your social media uh platforms or should you make different for each one in a in an ideal world what's your opinion on that in an ideal world you want to you want to do two things you you want to have every post be a little bit different in the copy at right. least okay 90 percent of its image so that's why i was saying uh i was saying with a photo if it's garbage then it's garbage it's gonna be a garbage post you just wasted your time right um with with social media it's always good to go okay I have this picture of Caleb I'm going to take for sweat equity. Ideally, what you want to do is I'll post it to Facebook. I'll schedule it to post later today. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to put it on Twitter tomorrow during our peak times on Twitter. And then I'll put it on Instagram at some point during the week to tease the episode because we do this every Tuesday, which I forgot to put it at the, uh, at the top of the show. So, And then I'll put it on Pinterest on Friday. Ideally, you'd want to chop it up like that. And right. It, here are two apps that'll help you do that: Hootsuite and uh, Viral Woot for Pinterest. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, that goes back to the app episode. Uh, yes, but I did. I don't know if I brought up Viral Woot, but uh, those are twenty-five bucks a month together. And take, I t- I told the hair salon, your slow days Monday. That's that's your marketing day. That's when you start scheduling out your marketing, and your marketing starts with your content, and your content is king. Gotta have good content. Don't be content with shitty content. Mm. 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 God. So, and I think also like let me go one step further with the question because you did a really good job answering that. And again, I don't know if we did a if we did an email plug for ourselves or not, but if 
you have any other you know further questions on this stuff feel free to email us law you want to go ahead and give them your law at toco works t-o-c-o-w-o-r-k-s.com it's a beautiful thing it is a beautiful thing caleb as well c-a-l-e-b at t-o-c-o-w-o-r-k-s that doesn't that doesn't get you going guys i do not know what will so uh, all right going back to that real quick and then we'll kind of wrap up here you know, you see a lot of people now, they have their Facebook and their Instagram linked together. Uh-huh. Does that pack as much of a punch as doing the separate posts? Because I would, I would say no. No, no. Ideally, you got to look at like... It's cool for your personal account. You know what I mean? Oh, I want all my friends to see this. I just got engaged. You want to get it out there, you know, quick to the masses. I get it. But for a business unless you profile? Are, unless, we're, unless you are the thing, like uh, my, my stuff kind of merges. So it's kind of like it... I am, you are your business. I am, the, and I'm going to be the Vince McMahon of our, our company. I want to get out there, and I'll I'll talk shit to people. Like, I'll can get, I be the Stone Cold? Yeah, you got to slam like four beers at once. But sure. yeah, um, I'm saying like I'll get out there and I'll be the loud one. Uh, business partner Josh doesn't want he wants to be behind the scenes. That's yeah. fine. Yep. And I think that carries its own kind of weight in a different way. First name business partner, last name Josh. Yes. Yeah. All right. Perfect. <laughs> at TokoWorks.com. Yeah. And if you need, the, he's more of the design, the creative, the branding side. Good, good copywriter too. Oh yeah, something I fucking suck at, but <laughs> I'm too verbose. Anyway, there's strengths in both, and with um, with linking the those together, look, it, it's hard. It, I'm not gonna say this is easy by any means, but if you're doing an Instagram post and you just want it to link out to Twitter and Facebook and Tumblr. I say, yeah, that's good. Ideally, what you would want to do is individually post them all and schedule them out. But if you are like I am, like we're a small shop, and I am the brand in a lot of ways. It's about, a lot of it is about what I'm putting out there, and I don't have a lot of time just to kind of double back and use a lot of my short-term memory, then yeah, push it out. It's okay. But eventually, and then you got to figure out what works. If Instagram and Pinterest work for you more than anything, you know, you know, push that and then try to figure out other methods for the other kind of hubs to that. Right. Plus now and then I could get a, I could go for another hour on this, <laughs> but there's other social media out there that you may not know about, but has uh, like Twitter in 09. Not a lot of people on there, but if you got the, f- if Caleb was first to get at Caleb as a handle, that would be huge. Yeah. If you can find now, there's segmentation of social media. So there's Kai-Fi and I think Guru or two. I've heard about just knowledge-based ones. Those are to just share cool information with people. Um, FanCred is for sports. If you're if you're doing anything sports-wise, you should be on FanCred. And there, I've been talking to him for three years on it. Like just hey, I'm watching y'all grow. It's really cool. It's yeah. kind of interesting. They're starting to get major league teams on there with accounts that's pretty cool yeah uh, reddit's another one reddit's a great place to go find like hey i need a like i need advice as a as a um as a a restaurant that sells healthy food i need help you know i need help on the supply chain of that that mm-hmm. kind of thing if you want to go back to uh, episode 10 with price Jones. there we go um so there's a lot to this but ideally here's what you want Make sure you do it with frequency. Make sure you have the objective in mind. 
Make sure you have good content. Make sure you have good creative, meaning photo, video. Quality, photo, video. And then just look at what other people do. Business doesn't have to be hard. You don't have to... You don't have to come up with the most unique idea ever. And most of the time, just like a lot of people start out, we talked about comedians stealing from other comedians and how that's wrong. Well, in the beginning, you sound like the guys you like. Yeah. Because you grew up loving their cadence. Yeah, I want I absolutely. wanted to be like Dane Cook. When I, I look, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't know. Good Lord. Uh, look, he's still funny. He the shocker. Like, like I was fucking 19 when I started. <laughs> I've been doing this. Over ten years. I'm glad. I'm glad you're not on the Dan Cook train. Then I stuff. also liked Ron White. I, I when I slowed yeah. down. But then I started getting my own voice as I, I kept doing it. But until then, I just looked at what the other guys did performance-wise, and I wanted to be as much like that as I could mm-hmm. until I found my own thing. And that's my advice. Really, you don't have to re- reinvent the wheel. Just be curious. Look at what other people are doing. How are the other small shops? going from small to big by just having good content. Yeah. All right. I think that's a good place for us, man. All right. Uh, Sweat Equity Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Tell a friend. Tell a loved one. Tell your mom. Okay? (laughs) Tell her I said hi. (laughs) Give a review. (laughs) Rate us. Uh, If you don't like us, tell us. I don't care. I, I just, I don't want you to go indifferent. I don't want you to just turn this off. Yeah. Anything for you? Listen to us because you hate us. Listen to us because you love us. Just listen to us. Can't end it in any better way. Woo!